everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show, the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Welcome to our guest segment of the show. That was quite an intro, wasn't it? Wow. <laughs> we live in Nazi Germany, not moving towards it. We're inside of it. And I just cannot believe the times we're living in. But anyway, thanks for staying with us through that intro. Uh, very dramatic and shocking. And we have something uh, dramatic and shocking on our end. I was interviewing Richard Sachs on a different topic last week. And the subject of quantum physics and spirituality came up. And I said, this is really interesting because quantum physics is one of my hobbies. And we decided, well, let's do a show on this. And because uh, people say, oh, God doesn't care about that. Well, yeah, he does. Who do you think created science? Who created the laws of the universe that we study? So yeah, it's going to be <clears throat> a really interesting show. But before we go there, we've got to pay some bills. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm warning you, and I'm warning you clearly, that the powers that be are moving to constrain resources. The food industry is already under duress. We're eating next year's harvest. We are in big trouble, big trouble food-wise. And right now you've got a limited time, I think, to get storable food and get it and get it in order and get it in, in big, big volume, biggest volume as you can afford to buy. MPS has the way to gather it quickly and cheaply. Four-week supply, 20% off, so you just order in four-week increments. And your entire order to build up your food supplies is 20% off. There's nowhere in the country that's doing this. And it's also restaurant quality, 2,000 calories per day, 25-year shelf life. MPS is ahead of the curve, as always. How do you get yours? Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. Well, there's more, because if you have food, you darn well better have water. And these essentials are going to be used against us, I promise you. Well, we have the best water filtration system that's out there, and the research proves it, and all you have to do to see the research is go to waterwithdave.com. And they have a 40% off sale while supplies last. You won't have trouble finding drinkable water once you purify it, but you'll have standing water in great volume, and if it's not purified, you don't dare drink it. This device will do that for you and will save a lot of lives. 40% off, go to waterwithdave.com. So you got the food, preparewithdave.com, you got the water, waterwithdave.com. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't really accumulate and prepare, you're going to regret the day because they're coming for you. Um, I have two articles up on the Common Sense Show you want to look at. It's talking about the unveiling of the American Gestapo. And that American Gestapo, <laughs> well, do you know what that is, ladies and gentlemen? It's called the OFA, Organizing for Action, Obama, over 100,000 members. Remember when he said... We have a security force, or we want a security force just as strong, just as powerful as the military. Uh-huh. Well, they've got it. And Obama is Himmler. And it's here. And they're creating lists. And they're speaking the language of Nazis. They're speaking the language of genocide. Prepare like you've never prepared. Now, we're going to prepare you spiritually. We've got Richard Sachs here to talk about spirituality, quantum physics, and what this means to your eternal destination and how also we can use the Word of God to create what seems like most to be miracles when really it's nothing but pure science just under a different label in a different genre than what we normally study 
Richard, welcome to the show, and I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward to doing this show. It's great to be here, Dave. Thank you, and I know this is going to go by in about two minutes. <laughs> oh my so. gosh, the last interview we did the same thing. <laughs> Excuse me, but what I'm what I'm saying here is there. The Lord said this. Jesus said this. Um, all these miracles he performed, the water into wine, you know, moving mountains, uh, stone into bread. He said, all these things I do and you can do more. He was serious, wasn't he? Absolutely. In fact, that was just a tiny hint of what was behind it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, you're, you brought up already so many incredible points. We could do a show on each one. But when you talk about you know, something that I've noticed a lot, too, the people who want to be spiritual and who want to be in touch with God and live their lives the right way, somehow they're afraid, they, you know, that they haven't broken free of the fear paradigm, which has been used to control people, not just, you know, in recent history, in the last, you know, century or so in the different world wars and in America now and with the fake pandemic and all that. Fear is, is the, the theme that's being used to make people do whatever you want and keep them from the most important thing for them to get, which is self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And the fear of anything unknown is a big block to actual spiritual growth because whatever's true is going to remain true. It's not being threatened by anybody not believing it. It's not being threatened by looking at the wrong subject and trying to learn. And the whole theme of real science, which you brought up, is saying... You know, there's no ego in, in real science at all. It's not trying to defend a point of view. It's saying whatever's true, I want to know. I want to know as much about it as possible. Because you've got this inner knowing that there's no question that God is basically in everything and is everywhere and is beyond time and is unquestionably real, which people have actually experienced. And that was what Jesus was bringing, among other things. But... There are people who are thinking that science now is is memorizing acceptable information, and that's not real science. You know, real science is dropping preconceptions and saying, look, I want to know what's true. And it it's not just real science. It's the essence of real spiritual quest as well. And it's what the, the rulers are most afraid of at this point. Sorry for the phone noise here. The reason is because if we become aware of the incredible creation that we represent, you know, our own organism in its full potential, the whole game is over because darkness can never compete with that. If we stay in just belief that we hope is true and fear, you know, to keep us from exploring beyond where we are, then the dark side can do whatever it wants, and that's what's happening right now. So I think what the only reason to go into all the bad things that are happening is to look for solutions. Otherwise, I don't see any point in even knowing. But fortunately, the solutions are there. And it's just like what Jesus was trying to teach people. You don't know what's inside you. It referred to it as the kingdom of heaven. But it's way beyond words. And discovering that is what the inadequate words quantum physics try to do, try to talk about. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a reality behind the words. The reality defies the science of today. L let me give you my bias. 
Uh, Go ahead. After the death of Tesla and all his files were seized, and of course his work was secret with the uh, Navy, um, <clears throat> he was clearly the father of uh, quantum physics in the modern era. And there was a bifurcation in science. Regular physics went to three-dimensional Newtonian model, and that's what's taught today to our students. Quantum physics is just beginning to make its way in to the university level, but even then it's only on a theoretical level, and we're much more advanced than that with our military and all the little toys they've developed through DARPA. Uh, And so science bifurcated, and the things that we could have been doing in our society would have been phenomenal, but yet progress was held back so the elite could maintain their dominance and superiority. That's right. I totally agree with you. And technology itself doesn't save or destroy anybody. It all depends on the motives of the people whose hands it's in. And it's just a tool. It's like firearms in the wrong hands take over countries and enslave people. And in the right hands, they preserve freedom. So the basis of quantum physics, digging deeper than just various applications like electrical that Tesla is working on or resonance principles or things like that it's all based in consciousness which which is just an inadequate word for reality that means a deeper self-awareness and where where this started being exposed on a really rudimentary level is experiments where there was something called a random number generator that was computer-based and it came up with even and odd numbers in no supposedly no particular pattern and I don't know if complete randomness is even possible, but it seemed to be pretty close to 50-50, even an odd. And they would have a person sit next to that computer and focus their attention on just even or just odd numbers. And it changed what the computer generated. Yeah, that I'm was a very that was familiar an with that. In fact, there were actually, uh, they had these uh, listening stations, I remember, that people would come in and they'd give their vitals on a regular basis and they would do an aggregate and collective average of blood pressure, heart rate, respiration, and so forth. And I remember Mm -hmm. reading um, from this uh, Princeton Engineering Anomalies research that there were two huge spikes above everything else that four hours before two major disasters, people's Mm -hmm. autonomic nervous systems spiked tremendously as if they could predict on some level that excited their autonomic nervous system something bad was going to happen the number one event was 9-11 and the number Mm -hmm. two event was the tsunami in malaysia in 2004 Mm, i don't know if you came across that or not but that was just phenomenal uh and then other events too were right up there in terms of their severity and people seem to have an innate ability to predict at some level that excites their autonomic nervous system that something really dramatic is coming. It, it really gets into the issue of are things that you can't sense or see or smell or anything, are they real? Can they be real? And most people would say yes because we have examples that pretty much everybody would, would you know, accept as being true. Radio signals, for example. You can't... As far as I know, nobody can see those, but they're certainly real, and they make a radio show come out on your device, you know, before computers that was working really well, and still is. And that's not the only thing that's happening that's unseen, and it turns out 
that most of creation is not picked up by our ordinary senses, but people have two classes of abilities that are very important. One is some kind of direct perception to just know something that they pick up a signal for that doesn't come through the five senses. And the other is to project uh, a frequency that comes out of them that carries with it a signature of their emotional state. And those both have incredible implications. Well, they do. And, and so that kind of brings me back to the implication of what Jesus did when he could walk on water and do the other phenomenal non-three-dimensional activities. How mm-hmm. did he do it? Well, <laughs> it's tricky putting this stuff in words, you know, because they don't really carry the experience. But the, they're all based on the understanding that we're not actually physical beings. We're wearing physical costumes that we think most people think are them. They're actually conscious living costumes, physical bodies that people get tied into during the gestation process when the nervous system is tied together with consciousness. But they, you still exist before and after you're wearing this costume. It's like changing clothes. And once that's understood, then the question is, wait a minute, while you, do you have to wait until you do what people call die? And I don't really like that word. I don't think it's accurate. But do you have to wait until death to find out who you actually are? And I would say no. If you had to wait to find out everything until you die, there would be no point trying to teach people who are still what they call alive. And I think the bridge that we're capable of making has direct potential for changing the world situation that we're concerned about at the moment. So you're saying there's a problem-solving benefit to this? That's the only reason I'm really interested. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting on its own. But um, the real interest I have comes from my awareness of what's going on in the world right now. And I know there are infinite details in the subjugation of humanity working towards its extermination by steps. But it all boils down to incredible amounts and variations of human suffering. Mm -hmm. And my interest, I don't particularly like that personally. And I know what it feels like. And I know every person in, in the world is as important as we are. And I'm interested in what can stop them all being tortured in all the ways that are going on right now. That's, that's my goal. Yeah, that's... Um, my goal is understanding and then understanding into action. And, exactly. That's and, what and, I'm talking about. And, and I can't... I don't feel like I can really understand the action until I understand the phenomena. And unfortunately, yeah. we're cursed with a three-dimensional mind, consciously. And I think it's hard to assess fourth-dimensional and above activities with three-dimensional testing. Oh, and yeah, I, I agree. But we're more than a three-dimensional being. And we true. have... True. But have not, not consciously, that... though, Richard. Because right. right now, consciously, I can only be in the three dimensions I'm suggesting that can change at an unconscious level no consciously because um, here's what I'm wondering let me tell you where I, I'm leading to this and then I'm wondering out loud now I'm not 
projecting a hypothesis, but sure. when we pray, I've often thought this is more of an unconscious activity, and instead of using the straight line system of conscious thinking in the brain, we're using what's called the RAS, unconscious processing. You know how we have thresholds of awareness that are different between unconscious and conscious stimulus. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wondering if prayer isn't more of an unconscious activity, and that allows us to get outside the three dimensions. It's a really interesting, I mean, so many things you bring up could be multiple whole shows, but I, I think, which Christian saint was it that said we should pray constantly without ceasing were his words? Was that St. Augustine? Or I thought that, that would have been my guess, yes. Yeah, so anyway, that sounds like a reasonable thing, you know, and people have tried to approximate it by spending more and more time with a page of things that they're supposed to be repeating over and over as a prayer. But I think the deeper message of that is that we are praying all the time, and most of the time we're so scattered in our attention, we're not even aware what we're praying for. And we can be repeating certain words, but I don't think that's the prayer that has power. It's the emotional content that's below it at the gut level. It's just like what a person says their beliefs are, what they've memorized, is on a superficial level in a lot of cases and what they really believe is much deeper for example say you believe and and you've told yourself well everything's going to be fine in spite of what's going on in the world god's going to take care of everything and we're all going to be you know saved and and this kind of stuff and you believe that intellectually and on a gut level you're walking around saying oh my god at any second something terrible is going to happen we're all dead you know, which one of those beliefs has the overriding power? It's the it's the one that has the emotional content. And I'm saying that we have the potential to make that conscious and harnessing that puts what people roughly call the power of quantum physics into action. And a lot of good things can be done with it that are way beyond the physical. Now that I totally agree with. I really do. You know, you brought up St. Augustine, interesting guy because he even talked about the pre-existence of the soul. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can't remember what century he was in, 8th century maybe, but uh, the idea is very old was my point. And, and I looked at this from a quantum physics perspective. The soul is eternal. It's outside time and space, right. which means it has to be above the fifth dimension. Yeah, it's, it's probably beyond dimensions completely except when it comes in to experience itself as a human for a while. I agree the soul is probably indescribable from a dimensional point of view, but to transcend time and space, mm -hmm. that the, the, the resident neighborhood is the fifth dimension to do that. If you could project your consciousness into the fifth dimension, you would know all things forward, backwards, and anywhere in any place in time. And that, that's the standard theory in quantum physics now. Really good books written about this in the modern era. And um, Michio Kaku is one source that, that I've enjoyed reading along these lines. And he talks about this fifth dimensional phenomena. And I've, I've often wondered, like, okay, I, I had an experience the other day where I thought of one of my ex-basketball players. I have not seen him in 15 years. Mm -hmm. and I said, I wonder what's happened to old, you know, and, and the next day, happenstance. I turn around, he's there standing and smiling at me. Right. And, and the phone rings. 
and you were just thinking of that person, but you haven't talked to them in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of awareness I'm talking about that transcends time and space. Yeah, I completely agree. We, we have so many forgotten normal abilities that we either are oblivious to or afraid of knowing about right now. And it really keeps us in a little tiny compartmentalized enslaved mentality that is, is fake. It's not who we are. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. It's not who we are. Um, and, and as far as projecting into higher dimensions, I think the difficulty with that is we have arbitrary preconceptions of what that's like that may not be true. That's true. And the, the, thing that sa the thing that saves you from that is that those higher dimensions all the way up to where we originally came from, from the source or what people call God, those are connected to us now. And we've got life essence flowing into us directly from God every second or we wouldn't be able to be here. And if we can tune into that in a kind of a receptive manner, that's wide awake and focused rather than trying to project in the other direction the whole synthetic arbitrary issue is gone yeah I agree but in my pea brain when Jesus walks on water mm -hmm. and can move mountains mm -hmm. I'm thinking the three-dimensional man that was born to the Virgin Mary did not do that as a man he did that with what we call supernatural abilities, and, and I maintain those supernatural abilities have their roots in quantum science. Yeah, the, certainly the understanding of them has the roots there. And I think that if we were just three-dimensional beings and that's all we were, he would never have said, look, you can do more stuff than this even if you want to. It's not just me. You know, like, wake up. You have all this potential. And this would be a really good time to start becoming aware of it because uh, there's some serious issues going on around us right now. You mean like the creation of the National Gestapo Police Force? That's secret? Yeah, stuff um, like that. Yeah, you know. yeah. And, and by the way, I'm not engaging in hyperbole here. Um, I have hard evidence from insider sources. And, uh, this, you know, everyone's talking about putting you on a list, putting this guy on a list putting that group on a list, putting senators on lists. Yeah. Well, when, when countries engage in listing behavior, it's not long until they're engaged in genocidal behavior. Right. I completely agree. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. But, I know. You know, maybe it would be a good time to break some of our false preconceptions and get back what used to be our, our normal full self instead of this be real belief that we all have that we can't get beyond the third dimension for some reason that we can't, we just can't do it. It's not possible. And whatever we really believe is not possible will make true. But see, I think it is possible and we see evidence of it every day. We're just not sure how to categorize it or if we should believe it. You know, we were talking about that original experiment with the even and odd numbers. Mm -hmm. And if we take that as an initial clue of what might be possible, just a tiny bit, and say, what's going on with that? And some of the, the really interesting theorists and experimenters of uh, beyond 3D have come up with the idea that originally they, they postulated that we affect our reality. 
In other words, the another way they said it is the experimenter affects the outcome of the experiment, mm-hmm. what, mainly by what they expect to happen and not on an intellectual, analytical basis. That doesn't do anything. What they emotionally feel that they know is true tends to happen or it goes in that direction with the experiment. So that was initially what they were trying to understand. Then they came up with the idea, wait a minute, maybe the experimenter doesn't just affect the outcome of the experiment, maybe they create the whole thing by what they project in their consciousness. And this is not sacrilegious, this is saying that God created some really amazing beings, meaning us, and we don't have the slightest idea who we're really supposed to be. I wonder if it wasn't part of what was robbed from us when Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden and we lost that ability. Well, however it happened, it's certainly lost at the moment, but I don't think it's permanently, irrevocably lost. I agree, but I will tell you this. When I know that Satan opposes what I'm doing, I'm mm-hmm. not dumb enough to face him on my own. He has powers I don't. I and totally agree with that's that. That's why I invoked the power of Christ. That's right. And in fact, when you even bring that principle, which is really important because you don't want to just get wiped out, you bring it down into these real-life experiments, you have to keep that in mind, and there's ways to do it so that it's not just you. I think that's really yeah. critical. Well, there's actually been double-blind studies done on prayers. The problem is, is you know, you have to do enough research on a topic that you reach in research science, what they call a level of significance. So you run this uh, test, t-test for independent means, and you get a number. If it's less than 0.05, it means that your results are, could only be due to chance and pro- uh, improbability less than 5% of the time. Then you're done with your research. Well, there hasn't been enough research done on the power of prayer to reach that level of significance because no one wants to publicly fund it. Certainly the pharmaceutical companies don't want to know the healing power of prayer because they won't make money on it. So there isn't enough research. But here's what we do know, that when you, in a double-blind study, when people are prayed for, they have the same condition, and another group in another hospital in a different part of the country are not prayed for as part of the control group, the ones that are prayed for, first name only and condition, that's all that's known, these people experience about a 500% increase of longevity with the same condition. Mm-hmm. It's a clue. And... You know, waiting for some standard organization to fund it, I think would be a mistake on our part because we've already got clues from individuals that have just gone ahead and done it. And some of them have been brilliant demonstrations that are certainly nothing to do with so-called chance, which I don't think chance really exists. It's just that's what it's called when you don't know what the real variables operating are. But there are individuals who have done things. For example, there's a doctor, uh, William Bankston, who we had on our radio show a few years ago. I'm going to try to have him back soon. He did an experiment. He wanted to see uh, whether the power that flows through us, and I have, you know, this has a lot of different terminologies that you could use, but whether there's a power that flows through us that we have access to that can be healing things like incurable cancer and we've seen examples of that but he systematized it into an experiment which never got any coverage of course because of what you just said and what he did briefly because again we've got multiple shows we could do on one of these examples but he put 
some mice he was working in, in connection with the university and they do experiments on mice all the time you know I, I've been in health science for 50 years so I know cancer has been cured a long time ago it's not a big mystery it's just a business for the drug dealers right now called advanced medical science but what they do with these test animals is they inject them with toxic chemicals which are one of the main causes of cancer and they've organized it into which chemicals cause which kinds of cancer so they have a cage of mice you can visualize these white mice running around in a wire cage and they're all injected with a specific toxin that causes breast cancer and mice can get it even though they have a different sort of body than humans they can get mammary gland cancer and they have done it so many times that they know how many days those mice will live what symptoms they'll get exactly the course of suffering and death and so dr. Bankston got a hold of this cage of mice and he said I really want to know about you know you could call it quantum physics or connecting to the power of God or whatever you want to call it but from a science point of view and he tried and tried to be in different st uh, states of mind and different prayers and nothing did anything and then he got and I somebody gave him the idea of how to do this and I don't remember who that was he said it, it's like we said it's not your intellectual repetition there's no magic words you know it's the emotional content behind it you don't have to worry about somebody saying a magic word that curses or blesses you it has to have that content and so he went down into his own emotional state and he imagined himself in a situation where he and his lab techs were in a restaurant celebrating that all the mice recovered and they were just exceedingly happy and they saw themselves drinking champagne which is what they wanted to do and anything that symbolized the signature emotionally of total success the next day all those mice were totally cured this should have been front page news everywhere and the system absolutely doesn't want any real health information expressed and I've been dealing with that for decades. But I, I interviewed someone from the Spindrift group on prayer. Yeah. And and we talked about kinds of prayer. And one of the kinds is what they call end result imagery. In other words, in the prayer, you create the image that you want to have happen, and you're praying to God to make that happen. Yeah. And that's what you're describing there is end result imagery. Now, they said... With, with the emotion. With the emotion. With the emotion, Exactly. But one of the things that they told me from Spindrift was that the most effective prayer are those that uh, thy will be done, Lord, for the greater good. Yes, and um, that's the next step. Yeah, but they also said end result imagery had a lot of promise. And those kind of prayers were frequently answered. And uh, great research that they had done. And I interviewed them, gosh, I'm going to say it was like 08. And uh, phenomenal stuff. But it's exactly what I think you're talking about here. Um and, and I've prayed this prayer over America because everyone knows who has half a brain and can admit the truth that the election was massively stolen and Trump won in a landslide. And yeah. I prayed to the Lord not to make Trump the president. I prayed that, Lord, let your justice be done. Yeah, I think that's great. But, you know, I, I have a, a feeling of something much better than justice, and that's unconditional love and healing everybody. So I thought about it for a long time, and usually the images of justice enjoy seeing the bad guys suffering and destroyed. 
And I think of it as setting things right. The, the, which is right? Sorry, I didn't hear you. No, I, I, I tend to think of it as, set when I say justice, setting, setting things, things right. right the way yeah. that they should be for everybody. I, I have met and encountered so many really what you would call very dark, bad individuals. And I've had some encounter with some of those that are not even physical. And so far, my impression is that hidden under the mountains of self-deception and mind programming that even a person who's making a mistake has, operating under a false idea of who they are, is the spirit that they're made of. And my interest is how can we wake that up so that people of any type going in the wrong direction don't have to be destroyed, they can be healed. And I really think that's possible. I think it is too. And this is where the powers that be don't want this information out in any form. Absolutely not. And it's not just a financial threat that like healing prayers can can pose to these people and cut into their bottom line. But I think it cuts into their power and control too. Absolutely. At the top level, the bad guys, and and just not to be sexist here, the bad women who have shown that they can be just as evil, the ones in control, they don't do this for money at all. They've owned the money system for a long time. They just use it to motivate their servants. But at the top level, it's for the sake of evil itself. And I'm saying anybody in that whole spectrum of evil from the so-called innocent person that's making a little mistake and getting into drugs and theft and robbery and whatever. It's just like Jesus was shown in the scene in the Bible with between the two murderers, you know, and he said he wasn't telling God, all right, make them really suffer. They're both murderers. He said, forgive them because they didn't know what they did. And you would think on the surface, wait a minute, didn't know. Of course they knew what they did. They were murderers. But he was saying, no, People who do things intentionally harmful to anybody else, they don't really know what they're doing because if they did, they would never do it. It really is. So when we bring this back into today's world, how can we learn more about this? And then more importantly, how can we apply the lessons learned to make this a better place to live? Yeah, that's really the essential question, I think. And I'm trying to condense a lot into a few minutes here. And I, th- I think the, the way to do that in a concise manner is saying, all right, number one, there are demonstrations, uh, not just the one with the mice. There, there was a hospital in China. And, you know, most of the Chinese people are not evil. They're being enslaved by a horrible government, like most places in the world. There was a hospital with these doctors that said, let's develop something with, where we don't need any drugs we don't need to cut people up with scalpels or anything, and we can heal them. And they developed a system where they did the kind of prayer that you were talking about. And and I, I hope we have enough time to segue between that and the type that is thy will be done, because it's really important to understand how they fit together. But what these doctors were doing is they had people coming from all over the world, including America, you know, in the old days when it was okay to travel and stuff, and people flew wherever they wanted on airplanes. It really did happen. And this American lady went there with stage four bladder cancer, and they filmed what they did to her, 
for a treatment. And she, she got on this bed. They put a, a um, ultrasound thing with a screen on her lap to show the bladder cancer. And it was filling just about her whole bladder. It was really bad. And they had these three Chinese doctors that stood at the head of her bed. And they had been trained in one thing, not the words that they would say, which they did say some words, but the image with the feeling of her being already cured. And it wasn't on a normal level that most people have done. It was like they could put themselves into that reality where they just felt that more real than standing in that room. And they had three of these doctors in harmony saying Chinese words that I didn't understand because I don't speak Chinese. And the translation was already done. And they kept doing that. And the words were not the deal. It was the consciousness. And the sonic, the uh, screen with the ultrasound showed within about 30 minutes the cancer shrank and completely disappeared right on screen. So there are some interesting examples that I'm not jumping to say what they mean. I'm just saying these are important. These are what real research should be looking at, but we can't wait for it because it's not going to do it. There are several examples like that, very different, all showing that we are projecting or at least heavily influencing our entire reality which includes the behavior of other people. So if they're, those people from a quantum physics point of view on a really advanced level are characters in your movie and you're, the projector is in the hands of your mind and your consciousness. So if you, there are protocols to get in touch with this consciously so that we're not just sending out scattered messages, essentially prayers that cancel each other out because they're going all over the place without us really paying attention 24 hours a day and bring those into a coherent focused state and then the question comes up at that point when you can do that why stop at a limited result why not say all right we've got this focused attention we're conscious of it flowing out into the rest of our projected movie in quantum physics terms which is what people call the real world, and invite the power of God to heal everything through us, and we're just going to be like the conduit to let that happen. And it's not a new thing because we've been projecting that in a scattered, worried, fearful, chaotic manner our entire lives, and then wondering why all these things happen in our lives that we don't like. And that can be changed. Yeah, but we create our own momentum, too, and I think that's why we end up where we don't want to be. Yeah, exactly, and that's voluntary. It really is, and we would be led away from that if we'd stay in prayer. Uh, that's right, and, you know, in another way, we are staying in prayer. It's just not the kind of prayer we would want to be doing, but you it's very powerful. And prayer forces from the other side. We're saying, I'm afraid of, and then fill in the blank, and, oh, my God, this is happening you know, and there's a way to be strategically aware yeah. of, of what's happening in detail without getting dragged into the low emotional state of it. In and the name has, of Jesus. Yeah, that has to be separated out. Yeah. Because there's a default setting in consciousness right now that whatever we put our attention on, like a world situation to learn about it, 
our emotional connection goes right with it and we start absorbing the feeling of what we're looking at and that's really you know self, completely self-destructive and it's not necessary those can be separated yeah i got some good points um so the evil that's come into the world in a big way an obvious it's not come into the world let me phrase it a different way it's becoming more obvious to the world yeah it's really out in the open and it, it truly is are, are you shocked at the rapidity of the revelation of evil from some of our leaders I'm impressed by it I, I don't think I'm shocked by it because I've been following it for a long time but I am really impressed by the depth of corruption at this point it, it's infiltrated down to the local level mm-hmm. and, and it's almost all over the world yeah, so, that is such a good point I was just saying that the other day I said um, when when Trump was elected many of us believed including myself arrest a few hundred people and the deep state will start to collapse and we can kind of get things back on track the way we'd like right but then I realized wait a minute the government is the deep state at all levels yeah it's the it's the establishment at this point and I don't think Trump had any idea of its depth when he got in I know I didn't no he had good motives and that was the reason they had to have him destroyed because one thing is the president might have a lot of areas of ignorance which I think he did including the depth of the deep state but he had good motives and that was unacceptable to the deep state because if a person has good motives and they learn something like for example suppose he finds out about geoengineering he would probably send the Air Force up to escort those planes down and they can't be at risk like that that that's why he was shown as the the devil you know from the time that he ran for office that is a very good point because the attacks on him were so relentless yeah it was amazing they spent all their resources on it yeah the entire mainstream media had one objective uh, defame Trump in front of the public yeah I'm still approached by lots of people that are saying no Trump was in on it he's totally evil and that's not true I'll, I'll be on on a show or something and I'll get all these comments saying Richard you idiot Trump is part of the deep state and all that and I don't I'm totally into freedom of expression and everybody's you know progression of opinions as they learn but I think there are so many clues that he did things that were completely forbidden by the deep state and he did them anyway some of the things for example that Biden is reversing in the first few days that that I don't think that was part of the deep state plan at all and they they were shocked that he got in no but they made sure he didn't get in this time you know I have a, a source in one of the agencies they monitored the election in real time yeah. And this is before they ballot stuffed. He said Trump got 103 million votes. Biden got 37 million. Trump won 49 states. Biden won New York. That that would um, go along with the rally ratios, you know. The, yeah. It, well, yeah. Biden, Biden had a rally in our state in Arizona, and I think nobody came. So, That's right. You know, yeah. Channel 10, Fox 10 covered that. I, I would say if they're reporting that he won New York, there's is probably based on fraud. I can't see him actually <laughs> winning the state. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. That's a really good point. But you know what Trump did? He very much did win those states. I mean, yeah. you know, I had a friend who drove up down I-15. 
he charted the signs, the Biden signs, the Trump signs. Mm-hmm. He said it was like a 500 to 1 ratio. Yeah, I think that's realistic. And, and it's I, it's not like Trump knew everything, you know, that some of the people were saying, oh, yeah, he's playing 85 dimension chess or something. No. No, he was trying to learn what was going on. And he supported things that were really bad, like 5G, Internet of Things, um, GMOs. He made a special executive order so that they could be developed easier. And that's not because he was bad. He he had a conventional education, and he was burdened by the trust of authority. He was taught that the top military people were all good, that all giant corporations were wonderful, and it was a slow learning curve. But the threat from him was not that he had all the right answers. It was he really loved the country and he loved freedom and he didn't have the kind of nationalism that the mainstream media said. He had the kind of nationalism that was supposed to be an example for every country to make themselves great again, not just America. Yeah, I I totally agree. But he didn't. Well, listen, I can't claim any mental superiority, although I could have advised him on GMOs and chemtrails. But that's um, right. <laughs> and 5G. But you have to understand that wasn't the world he was in. He was into fixing the financial problems in America. Yes. And trying to stop some of the conflicts of interest. When he first came in, he reversed the TPP, which would have been a 22-person panel that could have negated anything any branch of government of the United States did. In other words, it was the establishment of a corporatocracy, and Trump right. killed it. Yes. Now we're moving right back to it. That was This is their goal. They want fascism with the corporations in control, and that's what we're working towards. And that's part of what COVID's about. You know, who got to stay yeah. open? The big box stores, and they made record profits. Who got closed? Small business competitors. That's right. Everybody knows in science that viruses don't go in big stores. They just go in little ones. That's right, yeah. And social distancing doesn't happen in BLM riots. And and it, there's and it three directions to. that you have to be socially distanced. <laughs> and they're yeah. at three parts of the circle, and it's exactly six feet each time. So social distancing thing to remember is 666, right? Oh, that's Just good. Much. I like that. That's that's very clever. I've got to remember that. Okay, in the time we have left, just a couple yes. minutes we have left, could, yeah. could, could you kind of encapsulate how people can use this knowledge of quantum physics to, to strengthen their spiritual lives and help them put on the armor of God? Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if it's okay with you if I mention a, a show or not. Sure, it is. But, um, I'd like to do that because we support yours all the time, and I want to do that. Um, I would say, if I have to encapsulate it really briefly, I would say, A, the situation in the world is pretty serious right now. And it's it's moving at a incredibly fast, accelerating pace. There's a threat to everybody's freedom and health and life. And the plan is total extermination. And there are details of that, but that's the bottom line. I don't see a 3D solution to that at the present time. And I, it doesn't mean I don't think things shouldn't be done. Uh, resistance, mass noncompliance is wonderful, as many people have brought up. But I don't see that being adequate. I think what you're focused on today with the implications and potential of what people call quantum physics is the remaining option, and it's directly t- connected to an actual way that God's power can be brought in much more quickly than if we're still functioning on the intellectual level. 
and there are steps to do that and I don't uh, we've got de- I'm trying to talk fast here sorry um, we have demonstrations of how it's been proven to work on a small scale and, and we can go into those when we have time but I don't see any reason it couldn't be done on a large scale and there are specific protocols to do that um, I'm part way along with them I wish I was much further but so far it looks like this has the potential to work and it wouldn't be us it would be strictly God there's no question there's no ego in any of this stuff but we are designed in in amazing ways way beyond what we're familiar with and ultimately we can become channels so that it's not the ego living through us anymore it's it's just God is the only one there and I think that's what we're headed toward and it it really would be very good for us to learn how to do that and I think it can be done on a specific step-by-step manner and I'll give you two sites to look at if people want to one is lostartsradio.com and we are expanding onto non-censoring sites and we're, we're not gone yet ultimately the power structure wants to shut down URLs hasn't happened yet so lostartsradio.com, and that's where we put out the things that can be said in public. That for the people that really want to work seriously on doing these steps and not just wondering about them, there's a private platform called planetaryhealingclub.com, and anyone is invited who is brave enough to work on themselves and get more deeply into the application of everything we're talking about. And our goal is exactly what we've been discussing here. Well, if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to do a future show on an action plan Yeah. in invoking great. these principles so we can just take people through step one, through step whatever. I'll share as much as people want to hear. No problem. And I think we ought to be doing, and we'll, we'll plan a show for that. Well, we're just about out of time, but uh, again, this met my expectations. It raises the subject for people to consider because it's certainly not being discussed enough. And I really appreciate you coming on and doing this, Richard, and we'll have to plan for that future show. Yeah, I love your show, Dave, and anytime I can be part of it, let me know. Thank you. And and again, lostartsradio.com, correct? Sounds good. That's where you find Richard. Okay, thanks, Richard. Take care. Talk to you soon.